Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. Friends, we continue on the chapter uh, 9 from Luke, the Gospel of Luke, and we have just a couple of verses. We read yesterday that Jesus summons the 12 and sends them to cast out demons and heal. And you can imagine what that must have been like as they're supposed to go from village to village. This means that as they come around helping others, there would have started all kinds of rumors about these 12 that are following these Jesus the Nazarene. And they are working at expelling demons and curing diseases. Can you imagine the scene? I wonder what the pairs were and where they went, whether some went together or not, whether they gathered at night in some place, for how many days they actually did this. But enough that Herod the Tetrarch is hearing about all that is happening and is perplexed because there is now a group of people that under the instruction of a master are creating a, in, an incredible wave of goodness. So Herod is saying, is it John whom he had killed, cutting his head, right? Has he been raised from the dead? Others are saying Elijah appeared or ancient prophets. Herod is afraid. He thinks that he has killed one that spoke like this. So who could be saying things like this? Who could be creating an uproar? The Bible just says such simple things. We have to read in between short verses and really understand that some of those verses are happening across days or weeks or months. And we know that there would have been an uproar and it would have reached the, the castle. What do we pray then with the Psalm for today, 149, we learn that the Lord takes delight in his people and that we come to him singing a new song and praising him in the assembly of the faithful and let ourselves praise the name of the Lord with timbrel and harp because the Lord loves his people and we the faithful exult in glory and let the high praises of God be in our throats because he is faithful. We know that Herod has killed and that he has the ability to kill. So for the apostles, walking around knowing what happened to John was a very, very daring act on a political and social side. And it was a very, very daring act on a personal and emotional side because if you've ever been in a prayer group that is doing anything like casting out demons, like a service where there is people that are coming for prayers that are of that kind, it can be very daunting because we are interceding for people uh, that are meeting in their own life with the demonic. And when that happens, we have to cover ourselves in, in pr the protective and precious blood of Jesus Christ. 
We have to intercede with repentance. We have to intercede knowing that the Lord has said when two or more are gathered in the name of Jesus, he's present. We have to ask that the fiery darts of the enemy do not come against us or any of our loved ones or our possessions or anything we've been given stewardship over. We have to pray that the schemes of the enemy may have no, no ability to hinder anything we've been entrusted to do by God. We have to pray that we may have a hedge of protection over ourselves, our spouses, our children, our homes, our jobs, our cars, our bank accounts, everything we have. And you can imagine that Jesus instructed the 12 as they went out and that in some cases as they were learning to do the things that Jesus had instructed them, they might be successful in more or less degrees. So what do we learn then from the readings that we've been doing? We were reading from the book of Ezra and we continue with the story of the return uh, of the Jewish people to Babylon. And today the readings are from the beginning of Haggai, one of the smaller prophets. And we find that on the first day of the sixth month, some of them are very, very specific in terms of calendar so that we can actually find things correlating in archaeology and history. But this is the second year of King Darius. And we find that the word of the Lord has come through the prophet that is writing Haggai, or the story that is being written about him. And the governor of Judah is Zerubbabel, and the priest is still Joshua that we've been reading about. And we find the Lord of hosts telling his people, so you really think that you don't, you're not supposed to rebuild a house yet, right? You're building your own houses. You are paneling them. And here, the house of the Lord that you came to rebuild, that was the whole point of doing that. It's still in ruins. So the Lord is saying, consider your ways. You seem to be eating, sewing, drinking, clothing yourself, but nothing is enough. So the Lord is saying, consider your ways. Bring timber, timber build a house, receive my glory. <clears throat> the return to Jerusalem occurs in three waves. We have the one from Serubabel, that they're supposed to rebuild the temple. And this is the one that we see in Haggai. We were reading from Ezra, and he was supposed to establish, reestablish the Torah. We were talking about it yesterday, that there's a reinstitution of the temple rules and also of the laws. And then we also have Nehemiah that is going to be in charge of rebuilding the city walls. So some theologians say that in this three-part strategy of rebuilding of returning which means they're reorienting they're returning towards jerusalem when in the exile they had exited going away from it we learn how to reorient our lives in the same process first the temple then the torah then the city wall so first worship if we are engaging in anything like intercession all of it is based on worship then with ezra we have the word of god that means that all of us get our rules and our direction from the same place, the Word of God. And then finally, building the cities, rebuilding our defenses, and rebuilding the way that we avoid sin after we have fallen. So this is 
in relationship to the other two readings, giving us a sense that when we listen to the Lord, when we build within our hearts the temple, when we build in our lives a place where God can abide, the Lord takes the light in us and we then reciprocate with songs. And these will be baffling to people just like Herod that couldn't understand what is happening. He was per perplexed. He thought he had cut out this voice from the desert in John. And here it comes with deeper and more nuanced senses of truth and love abounding for Jesus is behind the apostles and their work. And all of that work is reaching the ears of Herod. So let us go to the throne, friends, and say, I am the Lord, says, says our Father. I am the Lord, says our friend Jesus. And Father, we come knowing that you have spoken that you are the Lord, that Jesus has spoken that he is the Lord, and that in that way that Jesus has provided is the truth and the life, and that we know it is through him through Jesus, that we come to you, Heavenly Father. And we give you thanks that Jesus has shown us the way, that he allows us to rebuild the walls of our life, that he allows us to reorient ourselves, aligning with the word of God, and that we get to worship. We get to sit in your presence because you take the light in us, Father. You tell us who we are, and we know that you walk with us no matter what is going on in our lives. And for that, we give you thanks and we praise you. And we do that always in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram under the inner room emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.